You're listening to the Sports Rehab Experts Podcast. We sit down with some of the most highly regarded experts in the field of rehab, from physical therapists, athletic trainers, and much more. We dive into what makes them tick and hear about the lessons they have learned along their journey. Come listen to what these experts have to say. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Rehab Experts Podcast. Today we have Matt Miller, Performance Physical Therapist of IO Sports Physical Therapy. Matt, welcome in. Thanks, Chase. Appreciate you having me on. All right. So Matt was actually a sports resident while I was in PT school, and that's how I got to know him. So why don't you give the people a little bit of background about who you are, um, what got you into physical therapy and sports PT in particular? Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Santa Cruz County, a small town called Scotts Valley. It's about 25 miles or so south of San Jose. Um, I did my undergraduate degree at Weber State University in Utah. Uh, I played football out there. And um, after that, I, I did PT school at Western uh, University of Health Sciences down in Pomona, uh, out in California. Um, I think I always kind of knew I wanted to get, be involved in sports in some capacity when I got done playing, um, whether that be uh, on the sports performance side or um, on the you know, more sports medicine, uh, physical therapy side. I had developed really phenomenal relationships with uh, a lot of the professionals that I had the good privilege of working with uh, during my time as an athlete. And uh, I think that's what really initially got me intrigued about uh, the possibility of working in, in sports physical therapy as a career. Gotcha. And so after you graduated from PT school, um, did you immediately start going into work? Or I saw that you also did a PNF like program. Um, talk to us a little bit about kind of your your journey after PT school. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> I was really fortunate. I was able to do uh, a nine month postgraduate program um, at Kaiser Vallejo um, at Kaiser Foundation Rehabilitation Center. Uh, they do a a PNF, uh, so proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation program there. They have a, a three, six, or a nine-month course option. Um, so it's a blend of, uh, you know, patient care and then and then didactic uh, training. Uh, I got a ton out of that experience. It was uh, very different from anything that I had uh, gained exposure to prior to that. Um, but I was really, really fortunate to be able to do that uh, and, and met a lot of amazing people and learned a ton uh, during those nine months. Um, so I did that immediately following uh, graduation at Western. Gotcha. And then so what made you want to do a sports residency and then why U.S. program in particular? Yeah, um, so I think I wanted to get more um, exposure in in like a collegiate setting uh, with collegiate sports. So that kind of narrowed my decisions as to which residency programs that I wanted to apply to. Uh, it was, I think, something that I, I felt like I really was desiring more mentorship um, after graduating. I felt like I had a lot to learn and I was you know, excited to, to do a little bit more schooling uh, after that. And, um, you know, one of the things that I did all throughout PT school was I I attended CSM and I went to, you know, as many of the sports section uh, functions as I could. And I tried to meet with residency directors. Um, and I always just had a really, you know, great dialogue with, with the, the staff over at UF. Um, and so, you know, I was just incredibly fortunate to be able to, to do that program. Um, 
but they definitely checked all the boxes as far as what I was looking for. So, uh, you know, they had access to a division one collegiate setting over at the UAA. Um, but they also had, you know, time allocated for, uh, clinic hours, uh, at the orthopedic sports medicine Institute. Um, so it gave me a little bit of a balance there. Uh, and then, you know, they had, you know, the, the luxury of, of being in a, at a college setting for, uh, for the sports residencies is that, you know, your uh, on-field hours or your coverage hours, learning from the athletic training staff and, and the sports PTs, you know, it's built into the program. So uh, I was able to get a ton of, uh, a ton of you know, hands-on experience there. Uh, and so that was kind of ultimately what, what made me choose UF. Gotcha. And so after you finished up at UF's um, residency program, uh, you're now at IO Sports Therapy. Um, and so I actually heard from Brian from uh, at CSM, he gave us talking, told us a little bit about Iowa sports therapy. So why don't you kind of give us a little bit of a rundown of uh, how you guys are different as a program, you know, than other clinics and kind of what your role is there. Yeah. So uh, I joined IO, uh, which is Irvine orthopedic sports therapy back in May of last year. Um, very, uh, very fortunate to, to be able to start working at, at this facility. It's really unique in a sense that we have uh, just incredible partnerships. So we're partnered with um, Samford Power, which is a, an elite sports performance training group. Uh, so we have a whole staff of strength and conditioning professionals that um, you know, are right next door uh, in the same building, um, you know, sharing the same facilities. And, um, and so that's something that's, that's, really a, a luxury that we have. And then, you know, we also have um, great partnerships with, with a sports agency that's in the building. Um, so we get, you know, access to a lot of, a lot of their athletes, um, NBA, MLB, NFL. Um, and so that was something that was really um, exciting for me and something that I really wanted to, to pursue. Um, we have a, a really awesome facility down in Irvine. Um, and so, you know, when the opportunity presented itself, I, you know, I was all in and uh, it's been great. I've been there. I'm coming up on a year now. Um, had a really great time, um, you know, working with Brian and, uh, and the staff over there um, had some really unique opportunities. I got to work, you know, at the NFL combine with our most recent uh, NFL combine prep class. And um, so, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different setting. We do all of our patient care is is one on one. Uh, we do hour long um, or more uh, patient care, uh, depending upon the needs of the individual. Um, so we don't necessarily see as many or, or as large of a volume as perhaps some other clinics. Um, but it's 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 pretty um, specific to to athlete rehab. Um, I would say that you know our my caseload is almost exclusively athletes. Um, I'd say well above, you know, 90, 95%. Gotcha. Um, and so, you know, you're working with these different athletes, uh, that are coming from, you know, or preparing for the draft or maybe be coming from in the off season from the respective teams. So how do you kind of work on making sure that you're on the same page with that, that particular athletes, physical therapists, athletic trainers, when they're home for the, during the off season, how do you make sure that you guys stay in contact with that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the key, um, you know, interprofessional communication, interdisciplinary communication. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's one of the things that's expected out of our role. I mean, we, like I said, we don't necessarily see 
the same volume as other clinics, but you know, we, we have to communicate with team ATs, uh, PTs, strength and conditioning professionals, agents. Um, and so, you know, making sure that you are very clear in your communication, um, and that you're always, you know, available, um, whether that's, you know, sometimes on weekends or, um, a little bit later, like, you know, setting aside time to, to have those conversations to, um, to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Uh, and you know, that's cause that's ultimately what's going to be best for the individual athlete. Gotcha. And so you said you work, you know, pretty, ex- pretty much exclusively, exclusively with athletes. Um, and sometimes you're working with like the highest level athletes. So what are some different challenges that you've noticed when working with high level athletes, whether it's at your current job or when you're during your residency working with these you know, co- collegiate athletes, what's something that you found is like the most challenging to you with when working with them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I think sometimes um, you have expedited timelines, perhaps, or or you at least have to um, effectively manage expectations. And not always just the athlete, but <clears throat> sometimes it's sport coaches, organizations, um, you know, other uh, providers that this individual may be, you know, receiving care from. Like, um, I think it's just. Uh, you, like that communication piece um, is is very very uh, important in our setting. So I think that's maybe something that's a little bit different than perhaps uh, you know other settings. And um, but it's a, it's you know it's a good it's a good challenge. It's something that I enjoy doing. Gotcha. And so when you're like, let's say it's a, a long term rehab and you're trying to you know set those expectations, um, how do you do that for the athlete? You know, because their their singular focus is just to get back to playing and doing what they love you know, trying to, if in some cases, trying to make money for their families, how do you make sure that you like set those clear expectations with them and their agents? So there's no like miscommunication that might fall back onto you and bite you in the tail later. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that you have to just be uh, very confident and very authentic. Like, you know, uh, honesty is key. So if there's um, something popping up during rehab that is, you know, a potential concern or, or, you know, something that is, um, you know, suboptimal and in, in, in some capacity, like those conversations need to be had immediately. Uh, you don't want to wait until um, until it's too late. So I think, again, I'm, I'm coming back to that communication piece, but, um, you know, all of that has to be addressed um, as soon as you see the potential for any issue. Um, and then those conversations need to be had regularly. Gotcha. Um, and so I wanted to kind of shift gears a little bit. So like you said, your caseload isn't as have doesn't have as high of a volume but i'm you're still very busy because you're working you know extra hours trying to make sure that you're talking to agents and sports coaches and making sure the athletes are taken care of around the clock so how do you kind of maintain and stay up to date on like most recent evidence to make sure that you're treating your patients with the best possible care yeah no that's that's a great question i think that's kind of what every physical therapist tries to figure out right what's the best system um in order to do so um, I, I think for me, <clears throat> it's just coming up with some type of a plan and sticking to it, uh, whether that's, you know, doing some type of a journal club um, with colleagues. So, you know, at our, at our clinic, me and Brian, uh, whether that's, you know, going over some, you know, article at weekly or um, or even if it's just some type of self-study plan, if you want to choose to emphasize, you know, one body part a week or, or however, however best works for you, I think. Um, just writing down a plan and trying to adhere to it is, um, is probably 
the best way to go about it. Otherwise, I think it can become really daunting and overwhelming uh, just with the sheer you know, volume of literature that's out there and it's ever changing. And, um, you know, and like you said, we have we have caseloads and we have uh, personal lives and things like that. So it's it can be difficult. But I think just, you know, allocating some time, building it into your schedule, writing it down and trying your best to stick to it. Gotcha. Um, and so speaking of, you know, kind of working on bettering yourself as a, as a clinician to make sure that you're providing the like most optimal care possible, um, do you have any recommendations or things that you do personally or different courses or CEUs that you might look at when it's working specifically with like higher level athletes? Um, are you like, are there certain, um, like certifications like, uh, resources or, CEUs or anything like that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I, I try to, you know, consume as much uh, of the content that the, you know, the American Academy of Sports Physical Therapy puts out. I think that they do a really good job. Um, you know, I like the stuff that Evidence in Motion puts out as well. Um, but I'm always looking for, you know, new courses, things that I think can enhance my current skill set. Um, but I try to, you know, I try to read JOSPT as much as I can. And, um so I, I would say I try to draw from a pretty wide um, variety of, of resources. Gotcha. All right. Um, and so you've you've been you know at the in the sports PT for quite a while now, and you've had you know quite a different amount of experiences and mentors. Uh, so how has your treatment approach changed from let's say when you graduated PT school to kind of where it's evolved until now? Has there has been any like drastic shifts or changes or anything that you notice that when you look back, it's like wow, this is much different than when I first started. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think I think it's always changing, right? It's I mean, can be little minor changes that over time are 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 big changes. Um, I think that you know I'm uh, like I said I'm always trying to improve upon my my current skill set, um, and so you know whether that's through courses I've taken or articles I've read or you know whether that's through conversation or, or shadowing other clinicians. I mean I think I try to you know, pull little pieces from, um, from all these different resources to, to try to improve what, what ultimately I can do with, with my patients. So I would say that, um, I've probably changed a, a tremendous amount in the, you know, three and a half years that I've, that I've been a PT. Um, I don't know that I can necessarily pinpoint one specific thing and, and say like, oh, I'm more, you know, manual therapy based or I'm more therapeutic exercise based. I, I don't know. Um, but I would say that undoubtedly, um, whether that's through, you know, my own self-study or just through repetitions and seeing patients, I, I, I think my, my treatment approach is constantly evolving. Right. Um, and so the next couple of questions are a little bit more broad, um, and a big, or, you know, vague and they won't have concrete answers. Um, but what makes a good sports physical therapist to you? You've in your time, you've probably been a lot around a lot of great ones. So what to you makes a good sports physical therapist? Uh, I, I think professionalism, authenticity, uh, and confidence are, are all three very big pieces of it. Um, you know, you, when you're working with individuals who are, um, tremendously motivated and, and highly passionate about what they do and, and taking their bodies to extreme limits and performing at their peak potential. Um, you know, you need to encompass all those things. Um, so you need to be able to have difficult conversations. Uh, you need to be able to, um, 
whether that's again with with patients, with agents, other providers, um, you need to you know be honest and you need to be able to to be confident in doing so. Um, and then I think just you know being a lifelong learner, being dedicated to your craft, um, and always being willing to learn. And um, you know I think that's one of the things that's been so great. And what I, I think I took a tremendous amount from. Uh, University of Florida's sports residency program was, um, you know, I got the opportunity to learn from several different mentors um, and see that everybody has a slightly different style. And, um, and, you know, because you can learn so much from everyone that you come across. Um, And so I think that, you know, that's, that's a big part of, of being a sports PT is always trying to improve um, and never, um, you know, being content with the skill set that you currently have. Right. Um, and so when I was, I, when you were a resident at UF and I met you during our classes, uh, and I was asking you a couple of questions about getting into sports physical therapy as a, you know, as a career, one of the questions you, you told me, or you asked me is that like, why is like sports as a, like, why would you want to do sports as a career? So I'll turn that question back onto you. So why is sports so fulfilling to you and what makes you love it that you can get up and do it every day of your life? Yeah, I think that uh, there's so much about working in sports that I that I just love. I think you know, I've, it's a um, a setting that I've been a part of as an, an athlete and now as a you know as a provider, and um, I enjoy working with the clientele. Um, when you're working with athletes, um, it can be very intense. Um, they have very high expectations for themselves. Um, they're highly motivated. Um, and so that's something that it's just, I, I really enjoy that aspect of my job, um, you know, collaborating with the athlete, setting up, um, you know, a comprehensive plan of care for them, um, working with the other disciplines that they, you know, come into contact with, the athletic trainers, the strength and conditioning coaches, sometimes the sport coaches. Um, I, I enjoy all of that. And so, you know, I think every setting has its challenges, um, but I think from the very get go, even before I, you know, enrolled in PT school, I personally knew what I wanted to do and and the realm that I wanted to work in. And so now that I'm able to do so, I'm, you know, I'm just truly grateful for that. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, I just really enjoy all of it. (laughs) All right. Um, And so last couple of questions before we get you out of here. Uh, so you have, you know, a kind of a unique case, you know, we haven't, we haven't had a guest that's working with, you know, athletes at a, like at the professional level, um, in an outpatient setting. So kind of, uh, we'll take your most recent experience with the NFL combine, kind of tell us, walk us through like a day in the life of what it's like to be working with these athletes when they're preparing for what, what might be one of like the most important like events of their, of their professional careers. Yeah. Um, that was just a, a tremendous experience. I'm, I'm so grateful that I was able to be, you know, a, a small part of, of that journey for them. So, <clears throat> you know, we had a, a really a good sized group come in this year, um, at, at the end of their, you know, uh, collegiate season and, and they trained with Sanford power and, and they did all their, you know, their performance training on that side. And then any of their rehabilitation or recovery needs, um, they, they came to us. So Brian and myself over at IO, um, so we were with these guys every day um, for months and uh, and we got to see them, you know, make 
tremendous improvements in, in their strength and conditioning. And um, we got to really, you know, get to know these guys. Um, and it was just, it was a really great experience. And then to be able to see them go to the senior bowl and be very successful there. And then to be able to, you know, go to Indianapolis with them and, um, you know, assist them throughout the combine process was, that was a dream come true for me. And, um, and to see them succeed was just like, it was, it was awesome. Um, but the, every day over there was, uh, you know, a little bit unpredictable, um, because, you know, different position groups, uh, do testing on different days. They go to, you know, they have medical testing as well as performance testing. Um, they have scheduled formal meetings with, you know, the different NFL teams that are interested in selecting them in the draft at the end of the month. Um, and so everybody's schedule is a little bit different. Um, so it was, you know, very early mornings and, and very late nights over in Indianapolis. Um, you know, you have to be cognizant of how much, you know, stresses you want to impose upon the individuals during their rehab and recovery sessions, knowing that, you know, whether it's minutes, hours, or days, they have to be able to perform at an optimal level. And like you said, this could be one of the most important weeks of their lives. Um, so yeah, it was, it was amazing. But um, as far as what my role was in that, um, assisting with warm up. So I was very fortunate to go out there with um, some of the strength and conditioning professionals at, at Sanford Power. So, you know, they worked these guys out um, pretty much every day there. Um, so I would assist with warm up, recovery, um, scheduled treatment for some guys. Um, you know, we brought a bunch of our equipment out there to Indianapolis and, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was really awesome. And I was fortunate to be out there for that and, and see those guys succeed. And, um, so now we're all really excited to, to see where everybody gets selected, uh, on, on the 28th this month. So. Gotcha. All right. And last question for you, Matt, um, do you have any advice for any aspiring sports physical therapist, um, no matter where they're at in their career, if they're thinking about getting into PT school or if they, you know, are in PT school and want to get into sports, what advice would you have for those, uh, those people? Yeah, I, I think two main things. Um, the first is I think m you may be surprised just how many people that are out there are willing to help. Um, if you can demonstrate your sincerity, you know, your authenticity and your professionalism and, and show you know, how bad you want to get into this, um, you know, setting, uh, whether that's, you know, reaching out through email, um, attending courses, uh, lectures, following up with the lecturer afterwards, you know, writing thank you emails, you know, um, you know upon coming home from the course and um, asking to shadow things like that. I, I think you just have to ask and you have to be, you know, willing to to put yourself out there a little bit. Uh, I think you'd be surprised with just how many people are willing to share their resources and, and help you grow and, and bring you along, um, you know, throughout your, you know, throughout the process of your or growth and, and um, in your learning. And then the other thing I would say is don't be discouraged if, you know, whether it's, you know, upon graduation from PT school or uh, graduation from, you know, a sports residency program, don't be discouraged if, if your dream job isn't there right away. Um, these things take time. And, um, you know, I've had the great privilege of working with so many fantastic clinicians and people along the way. But, um, you know, when I graduated from 
the, the sports residency program at UF. You know, I, I did work at a different clinic for several months before uh, before my current you know uh, job opportunity opened up. So, you know, these things take time and um, just keep working. And, you know, you can always, like I said, you, it's all about being a lifelong learner and continuing to enhance your skill set. And then that way, when the opportunity does present itself, you're ready um, and you can, you know, you can take ownership of that. So I'd say those are the two main things that I would um, that I would say to aspiring sports PTs. Gotcha. I think your uh, piece of advice of, you know, always be willing to like reach out and to network to people is um, a great piece of advice. And then you are one of those types of people that are willing and gracious enough to share your knowledge and experience with all these different people. Um, so Matt, thank you for coming on. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh, no, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, yeah. Um, you know, you can follow our Instagram page, IO sports therapy. Um, um, you know, we're really excited about all that we're doing and, and we love to share um, some of that content with everybody. So. Gotcha. I will definitely link that in the um, description below. Um, so Matt, thank you again for coming on to the latest episode of the Sports Rehab Experts podcast. Thanks, Chase. Have a great one. thank you to Matt Miller of IO Sports Physical Therapy for coming on to the latest episode of the Sports Rehab Experts podcast. Matt talked about his journey to sports PT as well as working with NFL athletes for the Combine. If you liked what you heard from today's guest, want to hear more episodes from great future ones, please like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening.